Hello. Um, I wanted to make a, a quick comment about China's June data and its first quarter GDP data, uh, which came out on Friday. And this is really just uh, an addendum, really, to the comments I made about China's banking system and its likely stability uh, that I made on Friday. Uh, there are two things I wanted to say. First of all, um, look, stopping an economy, breaking an economy uh, by shutting it down for COVID is a heck of a lot easier than restarting it. Um, if, if we've learned anything, that's what we've learned this last couple of years. And of course, China's in the middle of doing exactly that. Um, and I think actually there are three things I want to say. First of all, it's doing it. It's trying to reopen its economy slightly using a very strongly supportive fiscal policy in particular. And actually it's fiscal policy that's doing the heavy lifting rather than the usual thing we see in China, which is a highly accommodative credit um, policy. Uh, I think probably in the first half of the year, the fiscal deficit blew out to just under 3 trillion, which is uh, you know up from about 456 billion that we saw uh, in the first half of last year. Um, now, you know, we've only got data up to May, so we may be a little bit off, but we're not going to be very far off. So it's obviously a really significant expansion of fiscal accommodation. Then with that in mind, let's have a look at June's data, which is really the first month where they've been trying to reopen the economy. And you have to say that actually they're pretty strong. Uh, industrial output, it's actually, it's not obvious from the year on year, but it is from the um, sequential movements. Uh, industrial output up 3.9%, but a monthly movement 1.6 standard deviations above where you'd expect. Electricity production up only 1.5%, but the monthly is 1.8 standard deviations above trend. Uh, in dollar terms, exports up 17.7%, monthly movement up 0.6 against trend. If you look at the domestic economy, again, the headlines look awful, but the sequentials look good. Retail sales up 3.1%, but the monthly is up 1.1 standard deviations above trend. And if you look at auto sales, up 41.6%, monthly movement up two standard deviations above trend. So clearly, June's monthly data is showing that the economy, the attempt to reopen the economy is really beginning to, um, you know, is beginning to look good. But set against that, you've got China's second quarter data, GDP numbers, and on the face of it, those look dreadful. Real GDP rose only 0.4% year on year, and uh, the sequential quarterly is only about half of what you'd normally expect. And the closer you look, the uglier it gets. Nominal GDP growth of just 3.4%, but that's propped up by a massive trade surplus. Uh, which is up 67% year on year. Strip that out, and you look at you're looking at domestic demand growth slowing to only 1.3% year on year. Which, given the error bands you need for China, that's near enough to zero. And that's despite the extraordinary fiscal stimulus, as I say, coming to probably around uh, 2.7 trillion, which is 10 times the deficit seen in the second quarter of 2021. If you strip that fiscal deficit out of nominal domestic demand, you're going to get an approximate reading on private nominal domestic demand falling by about 7.7% a year and rising only 4.4% in the, in the 12 months. So, you know, the, the evidence of that, the impact of the shutdown very, very clearly there. Nonetheless, there is something else to be said. 
And that is that since they've gone for fiscal policy rather than monetary policy to try and haul China's economy around, the inevitable erosion of fiscal efficient, financial efficiency that we saw during 2020 and during previous lock, uh, slowdowns has been moderated this year. In the 12 month to June, every 100 billion of extra aggregate financing, that's the big, broad aggregate financing, is associated with only about 25 billion of extra GDP growth. So you put 100 renminbi in, you get 25 out. Bad, yes, but that is better than the low we saw in the second quarter of 2020 uh, when we had the first lockdowns. And there, that financial efficiency got down to just 10 renminbi of GDP growth for every 100 put in. Look, if China's economy is going to make the transition it wants from an exogenous growth um, model, which means financial repression garners savings, which garners extra investment, which garners extra production, which you now can't sell domestically, so you export it all. If they want to go from that to endogenous growth, which is led by domestic demand and that itself is powered by rising returns on capital, then you can't let it can't let its financial efficiency fail in this way. This is the most perilous economic traverse in the world. And whatever small gains China was making before COVID have been cancelled. But they are trying to minimize that erosion and so far appear to be doing it with some success. Okay, that's the short version. Uh, the long, uh, all illustrated, all singing, all dancing version is obviously available on my Substack page. And if you want to take a look at it, very happy. Thank you very much.